0: And we are back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, just plain right, saving the world one soundbite at a time. Hey, uh, we got some breaking news right now. I just looked up at both the screens uh, live here in the studio. Uh, Time now, 3.23 p.m., and we're looking at breaking news. The Supreme Court has ruled that they will leave Title 42 in place for now. Uh, that's, That's big doings. So uh, I, I don't know if this, I mean, I don't know the status of this. What I'm understanding is uh, they were considering the merits of a uh, injunction um, uh, that would have removed um, uh, Title 42 as a deterrent at the border. If you're not familiar, Title 42 is a COVID-era policy that um, allowed us to turn people back, uh, especially from certain countries where we didn't believe there were, you know, proper measures in place uh, to um, to sort of, you know, Basically, warrant allowing them into our country, like they could be carriers. Uh, we may not have a pandemic left, but we also knew, by the way, that removing Title Forty Two was about to be an epic, epic, epic bad decision, and that we were looking at upwards. As estimates were saying we could have expected to see upwards of nine to fourteen thousand uh, migrants at the border every single day. Every single day. Um, so Supreme Court has now weighed in. I'll dissect that during the next break if I can. But Supreme Court is leaving Title 42 in place for now. And I can tell you right now, the Customs and Border Patrol and a lot of America are very glad. Uh, so there's that breaking news uh, right here on the show. Um, okay. We're going to get into one of my favorite segments. We do this. It's got to be where it's a weekly thing. Um we call it Adventures in Woke World. This is this is where I look around through the news and I keep saying, oh, my gosh, it's a woke story. Oh, look at that one. Wow. Next thing you know, I've got what I call a buffet of wokeness, a veritable plethora, or cornucopia, if you will, a menagerie of wokeness. How many more euphemisms can I come up with, Boomer? I just... <laughs> Probably a few more. Hit, hit my sound effect. <laughs> Adventures in Woke World. Huh. Boomer. Mm-hmm. Who would you imagine would have been the most stylish man of twenty twenty two? Oh. Most stylish man? Stylish man. Like um most stylish of twenty twenty two as ranked by the New York Times. Huh. Who would you expect?
1: <laughs> well, honestly, I don't I don't really think about stylish men that often. So, <laughs> 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 so I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I mean, I'll just text my wife. Maybe she can text me back and let me know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I mean... <laughs> okay. All right. But uh, Let me rephrase the question. Maybe just the Captain America guy? I don't know. Okay, never mind. I'm, <laughs> they, I, I'm, I'm done with you. Away with you now. John Fetterman. Oh... John Fetterman.
1: I would have said that. I should have said John. You would Federman. not have said John Fetterman. I mean, he's always in class. He's a class act with that hoodie, dude. Hoodie goes a long way. Hey, I I do like a nice hoodie.
0: I mean, he ought to be doing commercials uh, and saying things like, you know, uh, I may not always drink my friends, but when I do, I drink. You know, you know, he, he's that stylish, most interesting man. Anyway, New York Times has now ranked John Fetterman as one of the most stylish individuals of 2022. They have got to be. The man. Wait, looks, they really did. He looks like a hobo.
1: He totally does. Wait, they really did that. I'm
0: looking at it right now. There's actually stuff. I mean, this was not part of my segment. You, S- soon you you're
1: gonna you're gonna see everybody in the Senate wearing um, hoodies.
0: You know, <laughs> because it's stylish apparently. Federal may get up there and say it's hoodie day. And by the way, you don't have to speak <laughs> coherently or use full sentences. <laughs> Just. John Fetterman, New York Times, Most Stylish People of 2022. God help us, New York Times, please. The old gray lady is just getting – so So apparently the old gray lady, the New York Times, has gotten senile. That doesn't even even know what they're talking about. They are literally labeling the guy who looked like a homeless man um, on the campaign trail <laughs> just, just looking like a hobo. This out there, like the guy that comes up and spits on your window and rubs it with his sleeve and demands $5. It looks like that guy just rolled into the U.S. Senate, and he's the most stylish man of 2022. And you know, wow. Boomer, wow. you know you know, you care about that. You I, know do, you care. I
1: do care about this.
0: <laughs> because it's part of the breakdown of our society. <laughs> but that is considered the most stylish man of 2022. Ah. Paul from Athens has tweeted in and said, uh, "I may not always wear hoodies, my friends, but when I do, it's Carhartt." So <laughs> there's a a free ad for Carhartt. Well, at um, least
1: you know, at least it's Fetterman and not the oh man, what was the guy that's he's the trans that was oh, one
0: of our Rachel Levine.
1: Yeah, that, that that guy that stole the luggage.
0: Oh no, that's old old uh, <laughs> Samuel Brenton. <laughs>
1: yeah, at least it's not that
0: guy, Samuel Brenton. <laughs> Yes, uh, they left that one off, but I'm sure that now that they realize, because I'm sure if they listen to the show, they're going to go, "Oh, dang! We should have said Samuel Brenton, uh-huh. because he had all the right fashion in all of his stolen luggage." <laughs> um, Glenn from Bluntsville just texted in and said it had to be Sean Connery. I just he said Sean Connery, and I'm assuming oh, Sean he means—is it Sean Connery dead?
1: Oh, is Sean? Connery? I don't know, but
0: I, I admit, rock. I admit, Sean Connery could be labeled as one of the most stylish. <laughs> and then. JT from Lacey Springs said to add to my repertoire, a Mount St. Helens of woke. I like it. That was a good one. That is a good one. And Paul from Athens says a cacostocracy of wokeness. All right, we're taking a break. We're coming right back. We're diving in neck deep, y'all, Adventures in Woke World. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. We are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, just plain right. This show, man, covers some ground. I'm talking about down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back over to and parts of Georgia, Tennessee, and Mississippi. Throwing in just for good measure. We are in one of my favorite recurring segments, Adventures in Woke World. Boomer, I think we need the sound effect again. Play it. Adventures in Woke World. <laughs> You were reading my mind. I was.
1: I was reading it. I was ready for it. You were ready for that.
0: <laughs> I was. Hey, by the way, with regards to that previous conversation we had about uh, John Fetterman being named as one of the most stylish men of nineteen of twenty twenty two. Yeah. Uh, by the New York Times, uh, Caitlin from Madison uh-huh. uh, just uh, texted in. Uh, we were talking about you know whether or not Samuel Brenton should have been named. Oh right, yeah, right. It's far more stylish. It's far, said, far more said, stylish. She said they wouldn't label Samuel as one of the most stylish men because he's a quote unquote woman. Oh. However, and I said, <laughs> "Oh yeah," but it just occurred to me, I think I think the dude uh known as Samuel Brenton to the world uh I think he identified as non-binary. Is that an entirely new t- subject? I mean, do we have to do we have to have an entire new category?
1: <laughs> Maybe it's a whole new category. Maybe they just haven't said it yet, the binary. Most most most, most stylish, stylish binary.
0: I don't know what I am today person <laughs> of the year. Okay, there's that. Um Mayan. Yeah. Uh and, and then, by the way, we also had uh, Glenn from Bluntsville, who, when I said stylish man, said Sean Connery. And I said, I'm not. Is he still alive? I said, is he, is he dead? He said, if he is dead, he's still a better choice than Fetterman. <laughs> That's, That's good. Awesome. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, what else we got here in the text line before I move on to my topics? Um, what. Well, there are many. I got to. I got to find out what Donna's telling me. Donna from Coleman texts it in. Says there's many different ways to decorate for Christmas without putting up an artificial or live tree. Poinsettias are very. I agree, Donna. They are, uh, and there are as long as there's no pets because apparently they're bad for pets. And it says I decorate with Danbury mint ornaments and lights with mini nativity. I'm not sure what this. Oh, and it, oh, okay. Well, Donna, thank you so much. That's very cool. I would love to see all this, by the way. Send a picture. I'd love to see the picture of decorating with the uh, the ornaments and all. That's very cool. Uh, Ryan from Huntsville, though, chimed in on this topic and said, the next New York Slimes, <laughs> I like the New York Slimes. That's good. We'll say that the greatest couple of the year is Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump in here. I got some stuff that's going to curl your hair, man. I got stuffs going to make you roll your eyes. Something's going to make you laugh. Something's going to make you just frustrated want to throw something off the radio. Don't blame the messenger. Here we go. Adventures in woke world. Hotair.com. Hotair.com is a story that came out December 24th. That'd be three days ago. School hides National Merit Awards for students to promote equity. Boomer, were you a National Merit finalist?
1: Ooh, I was not. I was nowhere close. I was not in the running. I didn't know
0: that existed. To be honest with you,
1: (laughs) I was like national merit. Uh, What's that?
0: (laughs) Uh, I like to think that I have merit, but it's not on a national scale. (laughs) Um, So yeah, but you know the deal. That's a big. It's a. It's a big. It's a big doing. That's really big. All right. So and I, I, I've known quite a few kids that over the years that did get it, and and literally, it is something that you. You have worked for it. Is something that you have strived to achieve. It is a level of production as a as a K through twelve. Or I'm sorry, high school level student that is way above the norm. And if you've if you've been named as a national merit semifinalist or finalist, you're you're literally among the best. Oh yeah, ain't no ways around it. Oh yeah. Can you imagine if your school just didn't want to tell you? Wow, they just hid it from you. Like yeah, like. um You're the best one, but we don't want you to know because we have to be fair to all the ones that weren't the best ones who didn't score as high as you.
1: Well, that doesn't make any sense, especially
0: like— It's woke world, dude.
1: Yeah, but that's—I mean, that's just taking, like, something away from somebody that worked hard their, their whole life up to that point. Well, thank you. Yeah.
0: Located in Fairfax County, Virginia, Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology has long been ranked as one of the premier high schools in the nation. It's a magnet charter school that focuses on the sciences and STEM curricula. But for several years now, you would not have guessed it based on the school's record of students receiving National Merit Awards because none of the students reportedly received those honors. Mm. Except that's not true. They actually did receive them. But two administrators at Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology have been withholding notification of the awards from students. They did this reportedly as part of their equitable grading policy. This is the ma- this is this is participation trophies gone mad. This is literally removing reward from people who earned it. And and basically doing it because you just don't want to offend somebody who didn't earn it. People have got to learn to live or 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 fail. They've got to learn to thrive or survive. It just the idea of... I don't know, Boomer's having him a fit over here.
1: Yes, I totally agree.
0: You're a parent. Yes. Your child gets up into high school years and earns the right to be, you know, a national merit semifinalist or finalist, and yet nobody tells you. What do you do? Well, I'd be throwing a fit. Uh, more than, yeah. yeah. I'd be throwing something.
1: Like, how can they do that to these these students when there's other students that are in sports and they get an award?
0: Okay. Does let, that make sense? I let, mean, let me ask you this: You were an athlete. Yes. You 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 you, you headed off of high school towards college athletics. Hmm. Uh, you would not have been recruited or even talked to had you not earned the right, right? Correct. Because you had a resume. You literally had a resume of high school athletics, right? Oh yeah. And you know what? Some of my coaches fought for me. There you go. So you have you. That's a great point.
1: Yeah, but why aren't these teachers fighting for these students that are brilliant?
0: We have an entire new segment here. There we go. <laughs> so, yeah, here's the, the article points out from hotair.com. We're, we're going to spend the entire segment on this one article. The entire, <laughs> the, the entire situation boils down to this. They have a, what they call an equitable grading policy, except that here's the deal. This denies students the right to use those awards to boost their college admission prospects and to earn scholarships. Wow. It, it's literally a resume. It's the thing you put on there to say, not only did I score good on the ACT and get straight A's in school, Y'all, I was a National Merit semifinalist or finalist. Here is my certificate. Oh, man. They couldn't do that. There's no telling how many of these kids might have gone to Harvard instead of, you know, Penn. I don't know. what, But all right. I'm saying is, you know, you and I were excited to graduate. <laughs> yes, we were. <laughs> you, you had a calling into athletics. You <laughs> know, I, I went up getting an Army scholarship. But, but, the, but the truth is, these kids earned something, and the school wouldn't even tell them. Well, one parent found out. An intrepid Thomas Jefferson parent uncovered the withholding of National Merit Awards. Since starting as a freshman at the school, her son had been studying statistical analysis, literature reviews, and college-level science late in the night every night. This workload was necessary to keep him up to speed. But it's not just a matter of some students not receiving the certificate. Those National Merit Awards look good on college applications, and her son was denied that opportunity, Mm. and she's taking action because, oh, by the way, she's an attorney. Get her done, yes. lawyer mom. That's what I'm saying. All right, moving on from that one. Wokeness, that's ridiculous. Ugh. Paul from Athens has texted in, participation award. Yes, there it is. <laughs> uh, here's the next one. You may be, Let's see which one do I want now. I'll do, I'll do this one next. By the way, where's Pete Booty Judge right now? Is, <laughs> is he, on he on a vacation again? That's what I was about to ask. That's, <laughs> that's twice you read my mind today. This is getting a little scary. A little bit. All right. So, where is Pete Booty Judge right now? Because we're having a transportation crisis. Like, Southwest Airlines canceled 60% of their flights nationwide and said it might continue for days. Uh, The storms have jimmied things up to the point that, you know, people are like trapped in in airports and can't get out. Um, But don't worry. (laughs) Whereas the Department of Transportation's secretary, a cabinet level position confirmed by the U.S. Senate, is nowhere to be seen right now. He is happy to report that literally $1.5 billion in grants to promote racial equity, environmental justice, and union jobs and transportation are now being implemented out of President Biden's $1 trillion Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. Well, now you have it. So, yep, article from justthenews.com wants us to make sure we remember that the DOT, the DOT, the Department of Transportation, the heck? The DOT is handing out $1.5 billion in grants for woke transportation projects. The historic investments the Biden administration is announcing today will help communities across the country modernize their transportation. After decades of underinvestment in America's infrastructure, we are supporting projects that help people and goods get where they need to go more safely, but they're not getting there more safely, efficiently, and affordably. They're all locked up in airports and trucks are jammed up on the sides of the road, but in the meantime... We're going to make sure we have sustainability and equity in the midst of our racial equity and environmental justice $1.5 billion taxpayer-fueled grants. There you go. Woke world. i tell you what, Boomer, I've got several more of these, and I've th- I got a lot more. There's a lot of wokeness <laughs> There's a lot on. of wokeness. Take me to a break, brother. Rather do it now about a minute early than to start this next one cuz I got two in a row that follow each other. So I'm going to be right back with the cornucopia of wokeness. Phil Williams, right side radio. Y'all stay tuned. We're right back. Back, Phil Williams, right side radio, solid conservative, just plain right, making it cool to be a conservative. Um, I cannot believe we're almost down to the end of hour number two. That's oh, I know that's freaky fast. That's
1: yeah, really fast. Okay,
0: (laughs) um, all of y'all that got an extra day off because the weather was so bad yesterday that they had to shut down Redstone Arsenal and half of Huntsville. Um, congratulations! I, uh, I'm looking out the window. I assume that there was uh, snow and ice somewhere, but not here. That's for sure. Allie from Athens texted in earlier and said it was dry as a bone where she is, and she's right up there in Athens. So it just may have been a pocket. But I mean, I do know for a fact they were they were literally shutting down the Parkway in Huntsville, um, and you know, and and closing off major roads. And I could see where like and one of them was Governor's drives over over the mountain. Uh, that that's that's if you've ever driven on that, that's scary enough in dry weather. Um but uh I, I had a friend by the way in high school, I went to high school in Huntsville who, who told me he was coming down in his old jeep coming down um Governor's Drive over the mountain and uh his his brakes went out. And he he just he just had, he, he just started he started down shifting like a mother and screaming all the way down. <laughs> 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 Uh no thank you. All right, we are in Adventures in Woke World. This one's going to go for a little bit longer. So, first of all, you'll be happy to know that Admiral, Admiral, there's a, there's a rank that was earned. <laughs> Admiral Rachel Levine, formerly known as Richard, because Richard's actually a dude, just so you know. Mm. And I'm, I'm sure somewhere someone is going, you can't say that. She identifies as a female. She's a dude, all right? So, there's that. Um, Fox News reports. That the one who now calls himself Rachel Levine has been ripped for demanding censorship of, quote, misinformation on gender-affirming care for kids. All right, so here's the deal. This is the dude who is basically one of the assistant secretaries for the Department of Health and Human Services, who by virtue of his service now in the Uniform Professional Health Services wears an admiral's rank and a uniform and is so proud to wear that skirt uh, he's transgender. And so, you know, where his sentiments are going to lie, but he is literally on record making statements in this, the video just surfaced, but he was making statements on a zoom meeting in May of this year. Um, prominent Twitter users, it says from Fox news here, prominent Twitter users expressed horror that a government official was asking tech companies to censor content Disputing that gender-affirming care for youth is a thing of, quote, positive value. During a May 27th Zoom address to the Federation of State Medical Boards in New Orleans, Dr. Levine spoke about the need for the government to, quote, address health misinformation directly and specified that includes encouraging big tech to combat health misinformation Um, beyond COVID-19, it says. Levine claimed that the country is facing an onslaught of anti-LGBTQIA+. Actions at the state levels across the United States, adding they are dangerous to the public health. Levine continued by saying the positive value of gender-affirming care for youth and adults is not in scientific or medical dispute. Really? Really. The official called for tech censorship to quell any dispute on the subject, adding, and we need to use our clinician's voice to collectively advocate for our tech companies to create a, quote, healthier, cleaner information environment basically just asking them to call upon tech to censor anybody who says that our version of fixing things, gender, quote unquote, affirming care. By the way, you're not affirming their gender. You're, you're, you're basically denying their gender. It's like saying that abortion is reproductive health. It's not. Um, so I did that article first because here we are in woke world, where the dude who wears a dress and admiral's rank every day is encouraging the Federation of State Medical Boards to help him to get some censorship done on anyone who would oppose quote-unquote gender-affirming care for children. Contrast that with the article out December 24th on The Daily Wire. Sweden's New Pediatric Treatment Guidelines Ditch Gender-Affirming Medication for Psychotherapy. I thought it was not in dispute, Admiral Levine. Pray tell, how could he, she, it be so wrong? The Swedish National Board of Health and Welfare published new treatment guidelines for youth with gender dysphoria last week that explicitly instruct medical providers that psychosocial support should be the first line of treatment. The updated guidelines follow a 2021 policy change that jettisoned the use of puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones to create to treat gender dysphoric youth outside of a clinical research setting. Goes on to say, here's the quote: psychosocial support that helps the young person live with the body's pubertal development without medication needs to be the first option when choosing medical care. Or choosing care measures, I'm sorry. So apparently it is a dispute. Because the entire country of Sweden's medical uh, societies are saying, yeah, you know, that's their National Board of Health, by the way. We don't see that as being a viable means of treating gender dysphoria. Goes on to say that they've changed this because, despite the West's preference for gender identity ideology, that it's not actually recognized by science, um, and it is a documented psychiatric condition. Here's a quote. You ready for this? Here's an here's a entire quote filled with Scrabble words. Although the prevalence of detransition is still unknown, the knowledge that it occurs and that gender-confirming treatment may thus lead to a deteriorating of, of health and quality of life, i.e. harm, is important for the overall judgment and recommendation. What they're saying is this. We're seeing kids try to detransition later on, but we've ruined them by then. We're also seeing kids that literally are seeing a deteriorating quality of life. And we're also recognizing that making this judgment at an early age could lead to long-term effects that we can't even see. So why would we advocate for this? And it's like, first of all, I will say this. It's amazing to me that we're having to have this conversation. It's, it's amazing. Wokeness can be ridiculous at times. It can be silly at times. It can be funny at times. It can be dangerous at times. And when we, when we bow down to the gods of wokeness and allow them to mess with our children like this, allow them to ruin their lives in perpetuity and literally do, quote-unquote, gender-affirming care, which does nothing but deny their gender, then we have literally set those kids up for failure for the rest of their lives. Let them make that decision if they want to when they turn of the age of majority in whatever state they're in. Alabama be 19 years old. Let them make that decision as an adult But to tell a five-year-old, you're really a girl when you're a boy, and then to to do surgery. When you tell a 12-year-old little girl, it's okay, we can fix you, you automatically imply they were wrong to begin with. And I will add this to it. When you do that, you have just told society and that child, God makes mistakes. You hearing that? When you tell a child that they were not born right, you have just told them, God makes mistakes. Why would we do that to our kids? Why? All right, folks, I got more. I'll lighten it up a little bit when we come back. You're going to want to hear whether or not the money given by the U.S. government to study whether or not Thanos could really snap his fingers with a metal, metal, metal glove on. Was it well spent? Probably not. Adventures in Woke World. We'll be right back. Alabama syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios. Man, hour number three. The local, the state, the national, covering down on all the issues. And like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Hey, go into the text lines. By the way, the text lines are open. You want to text in? We'll take it. 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. Uh, you can call that same number if you want to. You're welcome to it. Uh, Mike from Rainbow City texted in and said, with regards to some of the things we've been talking about here, we had the the story about the National Merit Scholars not being told they were National Merit Scholars because it was not equitable for them to know and others not to receive it. Uh, Mike from Rainbow City said, so I'm guessing college scholarships are about to go away because of woke world. I don't know, Mike. I don't know. Uh, Jim from Madison says, where's uh, Pete Booty Judge? Not sure when he surfaces... But he'll be telling us that minorities and people of color were hit the hardest by the current weather delays at the airport <laughs> and on the roads. I feel certain you're right. Um, hey, with regards, by the way, to the weather, I got a couple of y'all that texted in to make sure that I knew that it was legit. And I'm seeing pictures. Uh, Tyler from Athens texted in and said, I work in Madison and live in Athens. Athens stayed completely clear and dry. Madison was impassable for a while, but clear now. Missy from Falkville. Sent in some pictures of cars just sliding off the road, and, yep, no fooling. That's, uh, that's pretty legit. I mean, we're talking cars sideways and off on the side in the trees. Um, and then uh, I saw one, where was it? Uh, shoot, I lost the text. Uh, JT from Lacey Springs says, yesterday's weather event, Huntsville and Brindley Mountain, about 2.30 snow started. Upper 29 degrees. snow fell onto the low 20s ground. Each passing vehicle packed that snow and immediately turned into thin ice layers. Uh, Road crews were apparently caught off guard while traffic backups and incidents prevented treatment. All right, JT, I get it, man. Uh, I agree. It sounds like it was uh, pretty ugly, and it it was kind of an isolated pocket. It was like in Huntsville thereabouts or parts of Huntsville thereabouts, uh, but not all around the entire metro area. Uh, Paul from Athens uh, says... um, a liberal, conservative, and a moderate walk into a bar. The bartender says, "Hi, Mr. McConnell." <laughs> I just uh, <laughs> that's good, that's good. He's both. He, I get it. Mr. McConnell is is both is is all three a liberal, conservative, and a moderate. Um, all right, back on woke world. Uh, phones are ringing. I'll let Boomer grab the phone while I tell you this. You'll be happy to know that uh, Rand Paul has done his annual festivus report. The Festivus report. If you're not familiar with Festivus, it's the uh, fake holiday created by uh, one of the characters on Seinfeld. It was um, uh, the the dad played by Jerry Stiller, who in part of part of the, the 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 Festivus was the annual airing of the grievances. And so Rand Paul now has his Festivus report, where they air the grievances about budgets. And he exposed what he says was $482 billion in federal waste. The majority of that, by the way, is $475 billion spent just on the interest for our national debt. So in essence, that's $475 billion spent on nothing, literally nothing. But he points out that there was $140 million in there for COVID relief funds that were used to build an 11,000 square foot spa. Wonderful. So good. $168 $168 million given to the Vera Institute of Justice to help illegal aliens fight deportation. Let me make sure you heard that again. Grants of $168 million to help illegals fight the government giving them the grant. Yeah, you heard it right. Uh, we have uh, $500,000 to train mice to binge drink alcohol. Two hundred thousand dollars on a radio campaign telling drivers to stop at railroad crossings because no one else can figure that out unless you have two hundred thousand dollars of taxpayer money spent to help you. Seven hundred thousand dollars to study the romance of parrots. Boomer's laughing. This is serious business, Boomer. Seven hundred thousand dollars. Parrots. I mean,
1: seven hundred thousand dollars. Serious business.
0: Uh oh, wow. I, they 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 can give me seven hundred thousand dollars and I'll I'll figure out a way to. Whatever. Prove whatever they want.
1: I'll take some pictures of those birds, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever just, they yeah, need.
0: <laughs> Parrots get very amorous when the sun goes. I don't know what you tell them. Um, 2.3, this is sad. I don't like this one. $2.3 million in a project to inject six-month-old beagle puppies with cocaine to see how they respond. Yeah. That, that's, that's But here's what it says. is arguably the most ridiculous item. In Rand Paul's Festivus report, was $118,000 to study whether or not a metal replica of the fictional Marvel character Thanos could really snap his fingers. What the heck, man? Do you know what we could do with that at Right Side Radio? Wow. $118,000 to decide whether or not a dude wearing metal gloves could actually snap his fingers like they show in the movies. This just madness. I got a caller on the line. Let yes. me let me set this one aside because I don't think we need to know anymore about where the money was spent. Uh, line one. Hey, Sparky's on the line. Sparky from Harvest. How you doing, bud?
2: Hey, happy post Christmas and and pre New Year to you and Boomer.
0: Thank you sir. As
2: you're reading that list, as you're reading that list, I I, I swear to you, I I I heard Nero fiddling as Rome is is about to burn. Oh. Uh. It, 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 no more, I mean, going into a new year with hope for a, a better future for my grandkids and, and, and the world and to realize the institutional the institutional deep-staters in Washington aren't even hiding anymore how much they run amok and how much they enjoy uh, fettering away our tax dollars. But anyway.
0: Well, there's that. Hey, the weather.
2: Yeah, weather. Talk about the weather. Yeah. I, I've said it before, but. People out there in Radio Land, when you're walking through the, the big box stores and home, re- home, home repair uh, places, I'm trying not to say the name of uh, the, the, the big places, the orange one and the blue one, but <laughs> there's, ge- there's, there's generators. You can buy a 5,000 KW generator, keep ethanol-free gas in it, change the oil, crank it once a month, change the oil twice a year, but you don't ever worry about a power failure. You never worry about a power failure. You just keep a generator at your house. You keep your cell phones charged, your refrigerator's humming. Pay a good local electrician 100 bucks to wire it straight to the house to where it powers the house, minus, minus your central air. And, and you're cooking. Don't, don't, don't buy stupid 79-inch big-screen LCD TVs. Buy something that you're really going to need the power, you're slightly smaller TV. That's my advice. So, for the new year.
0: so I will go ahead and join in on that and tell you that my um, my son lives up north near the Canadian border and literally just <coughs> invested in a generator for that very reason because, in his words, it's like a third-world grid up there, and um, and he, he wanted to make sure that they were not going they, they literally had their power went off for five straight days in a cold snap earlier, nearly just because of a, a brief windstorm. And uh, he had to borrow a generator. He said, "Well, guess what? I'm buying." So he bought his own um, for that very reason. Well, I
2: got I got mine, and uh, I swear to you, four months before the supercell outbreak in 2011, my wife was against it. She said, "What are you doing? That's another toy for you to putz around with." I get it. And then when the, when we were without power, when the F5 came through Harvest, we were out power for a little over a week in my area, uh, and it was a humming away, and all her stuff worked in her house. She went out there and. She kissed that generator on the gas cap once a day. She
0: loves it so much. Good stuff. Hey, Sparky, are you retired yet?
2: Uh, This Friday is my last work week, and then uh, on Saturday I go on Social Security and become a burden to your government.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're happy for you, brother. Well earned, and thank you for your service, man.
2: Thank you for your service, good sir, and uh, happy New Year if I don't
0: talk to you. All right, we'll see you, man. Take care. That's awesome. That is awesome. That, we got the best audience in the world, dude. You know what?
1: Oh, absolutely. I
0: mean, we've got the best audience in the world. There's a reason why this show is successful, and it's not because of us sitting here pushing the right buttons and saying the right words. It's because you all listen. That's why. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so we're, we're just uh, – <laughs> I love this audience. Uh, Boomer, I tell you what, that will take us to the break. I will come right back and finish up Adventures in Woke World. What did the federal judge say – about San Francisco finally trying to clear out some of these homeless camps. Can they or can't they govern their own ground? Oh, well, it's woke world, so you can only imagine the answer. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We will be right back. And we are back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, just plain right, saving the world one soundbite at a time. Hey, text lines have been going boom here in the last little bit. Uh, By the way, Chris from Gadsden just texted in. Um, He says, for equality, you should read a book, uh, you should read Harrison Bergeron by Kurt Vonnegut. I don't remember that one. Of course, I'm familiar with Vonnegut, but I don't remember that book. For equality, you should read Harrison Bergeron by Kurt Vonnegut. It's from 1961, but it begins with the phrase, quote, the year was 2081 and everyone was finally equal. Oh, wow. That's uh, scary. It's, it's, it's amazing how too many of those kind of um, predictive lines in books like 1984 and others are, are seemingly coming true. New texture on the line, Shane from Huntsville. Shane, welcome to the text line. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being a part of the audience. Uh, Mike from Rainbow City. It uh, said some great things about the show. Thank you, sir. We appreciate you. Um, Paul Mathens says, so Festivus, is that like Pelosi's Swanza? <laughs> I don't know if you heard this or not. Um, it was a moment. I mean, people say stuff, but you, you go, wow. But uh, she was trying to be politically correct. She's trying to be woke. Uh, and, uh, and so Nancy Pelosi was making her final speech as Speaker of the House before they bailed out of um, uh, D.C., Uh, you know, after voting on that $1.7 trillion monstrosity. And she said, and she wished everybody a Merry Christmas. And and she was trying to say happy Kwanzaa, uh, but she said a happy Swans. So uh, anyway, she was too too busy trying to be woke. Um, Tony from Piedmont should be no she-male admirals or seals. Okay. Tony's registering his opinion. Tony from Piedmont. Um, uh, John from Huntsville just checked in. John, we were getting worried about you, bro. John says, I'm here, Phil. I thought I was going to blow my perfect texting record because the snow and ice really messed things up. How about that? It was legit in some areas. He says, by the way, ask Jeff from Indiana if uh, one of these abandoned trucks up here on Governor's Drive is his. There's about 10 abandoned vehicles on the side here. Wow. Um, And and he also points out that we need to have. (laughs) Okay. He's taking all of it put together now. He says, on New Year's Eve, you and Boomer need to have a giant maple bacon donut wrapped around a giant pole. And just before midnight, the giant donut begins to drop down the pole and reach the bottom at midnight. We can all start chowing down on maple bacon donuts. (laughs) Love that. If you're not familiar, we have officially designated maple bacon donuts as the official food of Right Side Radio. There it is. Maple bacon donuts. It's just, Mm. I mean, when you got maple and bacon and donuts all together, it's like a food group unto itself. We got meat, vegetables, fruits, starches, and maple bacon donuts. God, that's good. Um, uh, okay, all right. Listen, let me jump on some stuff here before I run out of time. So, uh, Epoch Times has a story that came out today. Now, it, San Francisco has established itself as. Um, you know, woke city, USA, and there's others, obviously, but San Francisco pretty much leads the charge most of the time. And San Francisco has become a haven for homelessness, lawlessness, and drug use. And and but and, you know, by the way, there's wonderful, beautiful places in San Francisco. There's great people in San Francisco. There's also a lot of mess. And um, so apparently, San Francisco Mayor London Breed has just finally decided, hey, I think we better clean some stuff up. Homeless encampments were everywhere. It's an estimated 7,800 people, homeless people in San Francisco. And a lot of them set up these tent sites along sidewalks. And they They camp out in people's door, business doorways and they defecate on the streets. And it, it's, just, it's just awful. Well, they're trying to clean some of that up. And guess what? A federal judge has temporarily banned San Francisco from cleaning its homeless encampments, saying the city violated its own policies by failing to offer others shelter. This is what happens. All right? Liberals put policies in place because it's a, it's a woke posturing. They get up there in the city council meeting and they virtue signal how, how special they are. We will, we will have a policy in place, an official policy of the city council, that we will have a policy in place that we will provide a shelter for anyone who needs it until you don't want them on your streets anymore. And then you try to violate your own policies. So you can't, city council, you got to get engaged. So Mayor London Breed, you can't act without a purely executive order. You've got to work with this council who passed that freaking ridiculous uh, uh, local policy, local regulation, local um, uh, laws, basically, that say, hey, we will provide. No, no, you're not providing. So you can't kick them off the street unless you're going to offer them a place to sleep, unless your city council will actually get together and do its job and protect some people. All right, in an effort to remain bipartisan, and this one is not truly woke, it's just pitiful. But it, it kind of falls in line because it's, 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 so New York Republican representative elect, George Santos, he just won um, a seat in Congress, and he just admitted on Monday to lying during his campaign about his resume. And not a little bit, y'all. He's a Republican. I'm calling him out. So first of all, he's scheduled to represent a portion of Long Island in the House of Representatives. And he made a confession in an interview with the New York Post. And he insisted, by the way, that the lies that he told won't stop him from serving in Congress. (laughs) I mean, hey. His words, I am not a criminal. I am not a criminal. I'm not a criminal. This controversy will not deter me from having good legislative success. I will be effective. I will be good. Okay. I lied to get here, but I will be good from now on. Uh things like um he claimed that he had worked in his resume for uh Goldman Sachs and Citigroup. He never worked for Goldman Sachs or Citigroup. He claimed that he was a college graduate. He's never gotten a degree. Uh he also claimed that his family was Jewish and escaped the Ukraine uh during World War II and thereby escaped the Holocaust. His family's from Brazil, by the way, and um he's was raised Catholic. Um he said he was Catholic, but his grandmother told him stories when she was a child about being Jewish. So that counted for being Jewish. And then he also, by the way, has been accused of not being gay, even though he says he's openly gay because he was married to a woman until 2020. But now he says he's no, I'm married to a gay man. So I guess he's had a conversion. Um, all said and done, this is pitiful, absolutely pitiful. And uh, yeah, and and but he but he's going to be good now, Boomer. Just so you know. Oh, goody. Yeah, (laughs) because, you know, lie about a little, lie about a lot. Going down to Congress and you lied about who you are, what should we expect next? I'll be good. That's literally his words. I will be good. That's what he said. I I will be effective. I will be good. Last one I got to close this (sighs) out. King County, Virginia, goes to war with Christmas and Hanukkah. Their human resources department put out rules that say you cannot display anything holiday-related in your workstation because somebody else may not believe in or participate in the same religious background as you. Oh, by the way, if you're doing a Zoom meeting from your home, we can't see those things in the background either. They literally are so hostile to it that it's perceived to be something that is not equitable because other people might not like it. Wow! How about this? Take a flying leap or go work <laughs> somewhere else. How about, there's an idea. All right, we're coming right back. Swamp Watch. I got some stuff for you in number three of the Triple Dipper. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.